Welcome to the Be Better Chop Shop Podcast. Why, why is it the chop house, man? The chop shop, man, because we, we chop it up and dissect the information in here. I like that. Be Better World is a movement about empowering people. Stay tuned for some really cool people, some really cool episodes, and learn what you can do to empower yourself. So welcome to the Be Better Chop Shot Podcast, and I am really, really excited today. I got my guy in the room, the the man, the myth, the legend. I got Mr. Chris Dixon in the room. How you doing, man? What's going on? Man, you tell me, man. You This has got to be one of the busiest guys that I know. So I brought him in the room. So for those of you guys who don't know, Be Better World is all about self-empowerment, talking about community-oriented stuff. So I wanted to bring Chris in because I know he works with a lot of kids and does a lot of things. So, man, we're just going to have a conversation about some of the stuff you do, man, and how you do it, man. So what's going on? What, what you got going, man? Oh, man, you know, like, uh, this, this is, uh, I call it my slow time of the year, but it ain't slow. slow right. But this is slow. Now, nah, uh, right now we just, uh, we're in what we call uh, winter conditioning. So, like, after I leave here, I go to winter conditioning up in the sportsplex. Um, we're getting kids ready for spring ball, um, getting ready for, um, you know, there's a lot of kids getting transferred over to track, a lot of kids transferring over to uh, baseball, you know, uh, soccer in the spring. So, we're doing a lot of that right now, just getting uh, agility, um, strength, uh, speed, you know, and, and some mental. So, you know what I mean? We're trying to get challenging them mentally so they get a little stronger mentally when they go into their spring season. So, I got to back up. So, for those of you guys who don't know Chris, Chris is a, I'm going to mess this up, five, six-time uh, arena football. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Eight. Excuse I me. I got eight rings. Eight. He, Chris got eight rings. <laughs> I got eight rings. <laughs> I read something the other day that this guy is the number one all-time rated arena player in the world or country or yeah. something, right? So, yeah. I mean, so this guy is a mega athlete that I'm talking about. So, I, I want you guys to understand that when he's talking about training, you're talking about getting training from a top-notch guy. And the beyond the athletic part, the part that I always appreciated, the, the care and kindness that you put in the kids, man. So, I didn't need to back up and tell the people oh, that. No. That's important. Oh, no, no. You know, like, I do this I do this because I love it. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is, this is something that... You know, I live my life to do things that, you know, I would I would do I would want to do forever. You know what I'm saying? And this is one thing between training, coaching and being a part of the community and in every way of sports is is the way I, I like to go. Like I'm I mean, uh, you know, my daughter's now playing basketball, so I'm kinda getting on the girl side like you a little bit with this <laughs> basketball a little bit, because she kinda you know, when you look at your daughter, your daughter is different from your son, and so you kinda you kind of want to – you. you I, I'm probably a little bit going to be a little bit more hands-on in the beginning <laughs> than I thought I was because I, 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 I like her coach. Don't get me wrong. They're doing a really good job. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think I'm going to spend a little bit more, you know, and not so much coaching time, just training time with her mm-hmm. personally so that whoever coaches her get a better athlete. Yeah. You know, I got one rule in my house is that um, I don't care if you play sports or not. That doesn't matter to me. You're just going to do it to the best of your ability. And you have all, to me, all my kids got all access to be the best they can be. Right. And so I'm going to make sure I provide that, especially for my little girl. You know what I mean? Because I, I hate when my little girl come home and feel like, you know, she didn't lost the end of the, I mean, it's just the end of the world for her when she loses, which is, which is kind of good because it's kind of hard to teach somebody to care. 
You know what I'm saying? And so she came home after the tournament, and I was just like, you know, we we going to spend this time this offseason, big time. So that's one thing I think I'm going to kind of get involved with is the girl side. And I thought about you when I first – I was like, dang, I see why you do it now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about them girls, man. They they pull different heartstrings, mm-hmm. man. Hey, so let's let's talk a little bit about um, Outlaw Mighty Football, right? Mighty, yeah. So I know that uh, – so Chris – so for guys that don't, don't know, Chris has a entire league where he has uh, put together – and I'll let you speak to the details, but this team travels. He's taking them to Canton, Ohio. He's done some special things. So, man, so talk about that program and how it's growing, man. So what we do – is and let me give you the basis of how this works now so we, we're trying to take kids from you know indoor football to outdoor football and um, I'm a big time uh, advocate for kids younger starting indoors starting on the smaller field starting on the 50 by 25 field um, having the ability to learn the game for one in a smaller setting mm-hmm. no not as much pressure as outdoors two um, to be able to Understand the physical part of the game. Me and you grew up outdoors. Yeah. We, our first time, it was outdoor football. But think about it like this. When we hit the field, it was August. Mm-hmm. And it's about 30 kids on our team. And how much attention can a coach really give us? Right. Whereas if we was five, six, seven, eight hitting the field with only 16 players on our team, maybe two coaches, well, this coach takes eight, this coach takes eight. Now I'm getting special attention because you can pay attention to eight kids. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pay attention to 15, 16, trying to make sure they get in and out, you know, and make sure they get the work in. So that's one thing that um, I'm really being an advocate on this offseason is younger kids starting in Mighty Football. Mighty Football is an indoor football league that um, – that we start our second, third, fourth, and sometimes we take a couple of fifth graders who just starting out football to get them to kind of adjusted to football, the, the the tackling, the hitting. The one the one thing I will tell you about Mighty Football that's been amazing is that uh, in the last uh, three years uh, we've produced the uh, all state players: mm-hmm. um, um, Nathan Dick, uh, Gabe Solser, um, Jesse Owens, and uh, Lucas Gibb. All started in Mighty Football, and 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 the, and the thing you see about them is that the game is slow to them as they got older. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The longer you do something, the slower it gets. But the physicality part of the game most people will tell you comes from mighty football because that kid who's not very good at some point during the season is going to have to tackle somebody Mm -hmm. and every great running back is going to be tackled. Whereas like when me and you grew up, that young running back who was just a stud, couldn't nobody ever tackle him. Mm -hmm. He never got hit or if he was about to get hit, he ran out of bounds. You can't do that. And so we produce more physical kids where now when we transfer to outdoors, which has now become outlaws and, you know, some YYF, some kids go to YYF, our kids are more physical than a kid starting out or a kid who even started out outdoors. Our kids are more physical because they they've had to learn to tackle and learn to run with the football or block in in small spaces and they're not afraid. So whereas like my outlaw team, for example, and you and I both know like when you get out of the state of Montana, it it gets real. (laughs) You're talking about, I mean, you're talking about we play players that are about five nine at eleven years old, about 185 pounds running the football. Grown man. And so yeah, so a lot of people look at us and they be like, well. What makes y'all who y'all are? And I say because 90% of my team started in Mighty Football. We're not afraid of nobody. And that's because they've done this. Right. They do this. You know, they 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 go every 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 off season and they're training and you know, we we're doing tackle 
camps in the summer and we're, you know, and they're going against our 14U and our 13U and they're 11. So then our 13U is seeing the older kids as they've gone through the program. And so it's been a great experience to get all these kids, you know, the experience of playing the game, but playing the game the right way and, 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 and leaving us physically ready to play. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that I really love and harp on is that when a kid leaves Mighty Football, he has a chance to be more physical than a kid who starts outdoors. And that's why one thing about um, this offseason is I'm advocating for Mighty Football again because I'm watching these younger kids not developing because they're scared or they feared and they feared over because they don't get the attention and the time they need to be better football players. So so this is the thing that I noticed, man. Like I know, you know, your 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 football career speaks for itself. But the thing that I noticed was the mental part of the game, right? So I watch you train kids. I watch how you are completely invested mentally, man. So talk about what you're seeing from the mental perspective because, you know, one of the things I look at is, you know, self-empowerment for kids, right? And a lot of times that comes through sports, right? I mean, a lot of times, you, you know this, we, we end up playing fathers, figures, and uncles and, you know, being the mentors, man. So talk about what you see from the mental aspect in sports. These well, days. And, and I think that's what, that's what that's why when I get to the outlaw part, which is now, um, that's, that's what I get into that. The mental side of our outlaws is that, you know, we build family. You know, our outlaw team isn't, a, isn't just a, like a league. It's, it's an organization, like family. So, a lot of parents get closer. Maybe those parents who don't have a lot of friends, they got new friends. They got real friends. You know, kids who don't have friends create friends. And then the kid that used to go to school with you that you ain't never talked to, you end up on the football team with them. Now you and their parents are now hanging out. And so from that side, that builds a kid's confidence to be able to know that somebody believes in me. Mm. You know, and then secondly for me, you know, I've been I've 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 endured the the ability to be able to help so many youth in Billings, not not just football wise, but just mentally be able to want something better for their life. Because so many kids here, like you and I both know that they're down a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the standpoint of home, uh, not a lot to do weather wise, so they. They don't know what to do with that energy and all those things. Um, school, like I get calls from schools every day. Like, hey, one of your players struggling. They call me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's huge from a mental aspect because even the schools know that, that there's somebody who can affect this kid's life and help him be a better person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's been huge. And that's why I think, you know, we've been able to compete on the national level as the outlaws because, for one, we're family. For two, mentally we're prepared because we believe in each other and we also believe in what we're doing. And three, just having 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 a chance, right. you know, to be able to get out there and to compete and really see different competition. That's why I think a lot of when those kids hit high school next year, my first group really hits high school next year, I think some of them going to make an impact young. Yeah. You know, as a young player. Like I'm talking about a freshman probably playing varsity. You know, there's a few of them on of our team. So I think, you know, when you ask me the big impact, I think it's just the the ability to create an organization that is a family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just not me being that father figure, uncle figure. There's six other people being that too. So I hey, love that. Hey man, like you know, seriously, man, we, we we talk quite often, but the thing that I'm most impressed with is that a you've been able to keep it together. 
B, you've been able to grow a program, and C, you haven't lost the fact that it's still a sport and it's still fun for these kids. Oh, right? yeah. So, so seriously, man, from one guy who does it to another guy who does it, man, I really appreciate the effort that you put in. Oh, thanks, man. So appreciate I'm going to switch gears on you a little oh, bit, let's right? Let's go. Just, just, just a little bit. So last subject, talk about – so I know you just transitioned to the high school game mm-hmm. head coach last year, man. So tell us a little bit about that experience because I think that's probably more mental than I, I think stuff. that challenged me a little bit more than anything. <laughs> um, you're talking about I'm in the city, and, 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 and I love Shepard. I, I mean, we, 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 we got a new model going into this year, and we have to – we are Shepard. You know what I'm saying? And they need to start believing that. Yep. People from out there really wasn't believing in who they are. You know, they always, always, you know, they always in the background, you know, compared to if you play youth sports in Shepherd, you're usually in the background to a Billings kid. Mm-hmm. If you if you play with the Huntley team, you're usually the background to a Huntley player. And what I'm trying to create out there is a we are Shepherd type of feeling. Like we, we are a city. A lot of people wouldn't realize, but Shepherd is a real city. Right. Like, but you know, everybody owns so much land, and so you, you, we so far apart. Right. And so, where you need them to come together, you know, they it, it wasn't really like that. And so, the one thing when I went out there this year, it was bigger than football. I knew our football game would be better if I can build a relationship and a family type atmosphere with Shepherd because it's not. I mean, Huntley wins because everybody is like this. Everybody with Huntley, if you ever go to Huntley, you know. Everybody know everybody. Everybody cool with everybody. Whereas Shepard was so spread it out that the first thing I was like, I was like, I got to find a way to get these boys to hang out with each other. They wasn't even hanging out with each other. I mean, when you leave practice, it was, I'm going to the farm. I'm going to do this. I'm going. I mean, they were everywhere. Whereas now... Like, if you go down there, they're lifting together, you know. We went four and four, you know, in our first year. We could have went I – w- I would say we could have probably went six and two. But, we, you know, but, but the reason why we couldn't get over that 500 mark is really just being together, believing in each other. Me and you play together. We got to look at each other in the eye and say, bro, you're going to do his job. I'm going to do my job, and we ain't going to get out. We ain't going to get out of our jobs. Mm-hmm. Where so many other – they were so used to waiting for somebody else to do it that it kind of killed us in a few games. But going into this year, I think it's a belief in Shepard that we, we are we are good. I mean, we think about it like this. Huntley has killed us the last, what, six, seven years? We're in the double overtime. Yeah, I, I saw that. You're talking about that. double overtime with, with what was considered one of Huntley's next teams. You know, and then you take, you know, Red Lodge killed us at the end of the year. But we, I mean, we won some big games by uh, some large margins. I mean, we, we beat Colstrip bad. I mean, we beat... Roundup, who who they lost fifty seven to seven to, we beat them twenty two to I think it was twenty two two, and then you know we beat um, a cold strip fifty six to six, you know what I'm saying? So I mean we we did some yeah. real work, but the but the real work wasn't on the field. Honestly, there's talent at that school, but the work isn't on the field. It's getting these kids to believe that they can go. To the next level in the sport of football. I mean, we just got a running back signed at Dickinson, and he didn't even believe he was going to play college football. I mean, it was long nights of trying to get him to believe in himself a few times this season, you know. And and we went through a process, and it's like you talk about how playing uncle and dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of those moments with him. But I'm so proud that he signed his letter of intent uh, last month. Um, but Jay can be something special the day he decides to believe in himself and put the mental factor that he is somebody. But that is a lot of kids in Shepherd. 
And that's where we got to keep getting them to believe that, not just believe it, but see it, that we're special. I mean, 4-4 four and four after a 2-7 and seven season, and we're on the move, and we got a pretty good team coming back. Yep. But they got to believe and give that work and know that they want to go to the next level. Because my motto with them is always, you know, I want, the, I want the player on my team to start that wants to play college football. You know, and that's one thing. And that's even with my outlaw program. I want, I like having a lot of kids who want to go to the next level because they're going to give you everything they got. Kids who are there for kind of just the fun of it and all that, they're not going to play as hard. They're not going to care as much as much as a kid who wants to give. And I got that from the University of Utah when my son was there. First thing that guy told us when we was in the room, he said, I won't recruit not one person who don't want to go to the NFL. He said, he said, there's no point. If you ain't trying to go to the NFL – I don't need you here because I know when a kid's trying to go to the NFL, he's going to do right in the classroom. He's going to do right on the field because at the end of the day, those are the things the NFL going to come and ask us. And so I, I live by that same rule when, when it comes to my high school and my youth. Man, I love it, man. So I got to leave you with one thing. So you got to tell me what your motto is for life, that you wake up every morning, you look in the mirror. What do you tell yourself every morning? Uh, great ones are remembered and legends never die. Hey, I've been here with the eight-time <laughs> arena uh, champion, Chris Dixon. Man, hey, man, I appreciate you joining my show, man. And much love, much respect. And if I can do anything to help you, let me know. Uh, no, man, always. Thank always. you.